Hey there, and welcome to the One Church Podcast. This message was recorded live at one of our services. If you'd like to know more about life at One Church, visit us online at weareone.church or check us out on social media. We have got a short amount of time this morning, and I've got a message that I feel like could be a seven-week series in and of itself. So, um, Holy Spirit, help us um, to receive and for me to speak. Um, Because we are in a series at the moment. We're in part two of a series called Plus. And we are one at our conference at the end of October. We talked about how this year is going to be the year of the plus. It speaks of addition and increase of all the things that God wants to do in us and in our lives. And we're looking at the start of 2022, how we can experience the plus in our lives this year. Um, And the key passage that we're using is 2 Peter chapter 1. So if you've got an app or your Bible with you, then you can head there um, because we're going to be sticking in that for a couple of weeks. Um, and I'll read it to us now. So 2 Peter chapter 1, from verse 3 to 9, it says this. Peter wrote, his, so God's divine power, has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these, he's given us his very great and precious promises so that through them, you might participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness into goodness, knowledge into knowledge, self-control into self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness into godliness, mutual affection into mutual affection, love for. If you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But whoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sins. Um, So we're going to stick in that passage for um, a couple of weeks, and there's so much stuff in there. Um, So as you know, Last week, I experienced a phenomenon, something I thought would never happen again, hasn't happened in a long time. Uh, I went on an aeroplane. It, it was, it was a phenomenon. Um, and um, if you've been to um, an airport before, especially big airports, you would have maybe seen um, these like human conveyor belts, like these moving walkways, you know, the things that you stand on and you are just moved along as like children and the infirmed pretty much run past at walking pace because you're moving so slowly but the key is that you don't have to put any effort in you are just moved along um on this conveyor belt and um imagine for a moment if life could be a little bit like that sometimes like imagine if you could be placed upon the conveyor belt of fitness and just arrive at the destination of the perfect figure with no effort whatsoever. Like imagine for a moment if you could be placed on the conveyor belt of education and just be moved along with no effort to perfect grades and the perfect career. Like parents, imagine if you could pop your kids on that conveyor belt and by the end it would produce these perfectly functioning adult human beings. Like it's an amazing idea and a lovely idea but we know that unfortunately that is not the case and it's not always that easy because good things aren't always easy are they good things like eating well and doing exercise good things like relationships and family good things like saving money 
aren't always easy, but they take effort. And even the best thing, the most goodest thing of our relationship with God, even that takes effort. So even faith and our relationship with God, no matter how good it is, it takes effort. It takes effort sometimes to be in church when it's freezing cold. It takes effort sometimes to get up on a Sunday morning. It takes effort to worship when we don't feel like it. It takes effort sometimes to read the Bible instead of just allowing that episode to stream next. Like It takes effort sometimes to surrender and admit when we don't know it all. Like faith takes effort. It's it's sometimes hard work. And it's this this tension, this paradox of Christianity. So a paradox is like two sides of the same coin. It's that it's something that seems like a contradiction at first, but actually it's like this it's more of a tension of truth. It's this paradox that in, in Christianity we fully believe that it is nothing to do with us. We are not saved by our works. We are not saved by our goodness. We're not saved by anything that we do or we don't do, but purely by the fact that God is so good and so gracious that he sent Jesus, that we just have to believe in him and we are totally forgiven. We are made totally holy. We are made totally righteous, totally undeserved. It's all things that he has done for us. And yet, it takes effort. And it's this, it's this tension and it's this paradox that he's, yes, he's done all of that for us. But Christianity isn't this conveyor belt where we believe in Jesus and then we get popped on and we just move towards the perfect human being. And we never sin again. And we never have any struggles again. And we are perfect. Like Christianity isn't this conveyor belt, but actually even though we receive this free gift of grace, there's something of effort that is required. And I think that's why Peter uses these three little words I just want to focus on. He says, make every effort. Make every effort. See, he knows and he lists everything that God has done. He lists that we are partakers of his divine nature, that he's given us these great and precious promises that we can step into. He lists how through these we can participate in him. We can have everything that we need for a godly life. He knows all of that. And then he doesn't leave it there and says everything will be fine. So that's all you need to know. He says, for this reason, because of this, because of everything that God has done, because of everything that you could not do for yourself, for this reason, make every effort. And the word that he uses for effort um, here is the word spude. So um, can you just say that with me? It's just nice to say spude. Spude. Um, that's the word that he uses for effort. And this word means to act with haste, with earnestness, willingness, zeal. It denotes action, zealous diligence. It means to do something with intense effort and motivation, to do your best. And one commentator said that this word speaks of intensity of purpose, followed by intensity of effort towards the realization of that purpose. 
So it is this zeal, it's this passion, it's this effort, this diligence. And Peter's saying here, use this spude, use this effort, this diligence to add to your faith, to grow in your faith. And it's not just Peter that uses language like this, but we see Paul uses language like this. In Hebrews 6, he says, we want each of you to show this same diligence, spude, to the very end, so that what you hope for may be fully realized. Jesus even used language like this when he said, make every effort to enter through the narrow door. Because many, I tell you, will try to enter and will not be able to. And throughout the New Testament, time and time again, we see how Christianity isn't this conveyor belt that it's like minimal input, minimal return. But actually, we see the writers of the New Testament urging us to make the most of the gifts that God's given us, to make the most of every opportunity, to make the most of this life, this power, this grace, and to grow in it, to experience more of it, to step into the abundance of it, not just to settle, but to move into everything that God has and I think that's why Peter is like so emphatic he uses that word so strongly make every effort because he knows just how good God is and just how much more there is for us to to discover of him to experience of him and he knows that as we do as we step into that as we add our part to his part and what he's already done it will make us effective and productive it will cause us to remember that we are forgiven it will cause us to remember what God's done for us and step into the fullness of that and at the same time I think Peter uses that kind of language because he knows what will happen if we are spudeless. <laughs> That's a Greek word right there. <laughs> um, he knows what will happen if we don't make every effort. Because we see it in verse 8 and 9. He says, if you don't make every effort to add to your faith, you will be ineffective and unproductive nearsighted and blind forgetting that you've been forgiven like that's some strong language right there isn't it and um I read a true story this week of a husband and wife who were um, on a fishing boat in Florida they were just four miles off the coast it was a beautiful day and so the wife decided to have a swim jumped into the water but soon found that the current was just pulling her out, pulling her away from the boat. So hearing her crying out, the husband jumped into the water, went to swim um, to help her, but soon found that the tide was so strong, the current was so strong, that he too was being carried out. And the good thing was, so he was a competitive swimmer. He was a strong swimmer, but she wasn't at all. So they made a plan. The husband was going to swim against the tide, against the current, to try and keep the boat in their sight. And if he could reach the boat, then he'd bring it to help his wife. But he fought the tide for six hours. And for six hours, he swam against this tide to try and reach the boat. And finally, it changed, and the current changed so that he was moved towards the boat. The problem was, during that time, during those six hours, it had got dark. And so he couldn't find his wife anywhere. He searched and he couldn't see her and it was, it was useless. He couldn't do it. So the next day he rallied together a search party and they went out and looked and looked and looked. And eventually, thankfully, they found her exhausted but alive. And she was 20 miles out from the coast. 
And this story illustrates that if you only float, you'll drift in the direction of the strongest tide. Christians who only float will drift in the direction of the strongest tide. Christians who think that they don't need to apply any effort whatsoever will be drift will drift and be pulled in the direction of the strongest tide in their life and i've been um i've been a christian a long time i know i'm still so young but to say that um but i've been a christian a long time and the really sad thing is that over and over i've seen christians drift and they've drifted towards apathy and they've drifted towards indifference and they've drifted towards compromise. I've seen people who are new to faith thinking it should be easy and if God's this good then it should be easy and actually they've drifted because they realize it, it takes it takes a bit of effort and it isn't always it isn't always easy and I've seen so many mature Christians just settle and float because it's easier than fighting the tide sometimes and putting that effort in. But Paul's heart in this letter is that we wouldn't do that. We wouldn't just give up, that we wouldn't settle, we wouldn't remain as we are, but we would grow in this grace, that we would grow in our knowledge of Jesus, that we would become effective and productive in our faith. And that is my heart for us as a church this year, that we wouldn't drift that we wouldn't even just settle where we are, but that we would grow and step into all that God has for us. One of our goals this year as a church is to um, rediscover what it means to be highly evangelistic. That's one of our goals. <laughs> and what that means is that we would, we would run projects and events this year that impact and bless our community. Like we want to see new people in here every Sunday because we've been bravely inviting our world to church. We believe that we're going to see people saved every single week. We want to see people saved because there are so many people that are yet to know Jesus. And this is the goal that we have for this year, but it's going to take effort. And it's going to be hard work sometimes. It's going to take effort for us to step out and invite people to church. It's going to take bravery to have conversations and connect people with Jesus. It's going to take effort to answer the questions for ourselves that people are asking. It's going to take effort to engage with our community and to step out and do something to bless them. It's going to take effort to disciple new Christians. But it's so, so worth it. <laughs> it will be so, so worth it. And um, these things aren't easy, but the result, as we make effort, as we add our part to what God has done, as we bring our weakness and add it to his strength, as we bring our tiny little offering and he anoints it and blesses it, we will be fruitful, effective and productive and we won't drift, we won't just settle, we won't remain as we are, but we will see God move in new ways. And um, my prayer is that when John and Louise come back, we will be bigger, stronger, better and they will be able to step in and take something that we have grown that we have seen God bless and use. That's what I'm praying. Make every effort. And so my question today is what does it look like for you to make every effort? What does that look like for you? 
because maybe you can identify areas where you have just been drifting and maybe you've been drifting in your standards and you've been drifting towards compromise or maybe you've been drifting in the beautiful lovely word spiritual disciplines (laughs) and you've just drifted and you're not getting fed you're not reflecting on who God is and actually you're forgetting that you've been forgiven from your sins you're forgetting all these things that God has done for you what are the things that you are drifting in at the moment and you may be here today and you feel like you are on the verge of giving up you are tired you are exhausted and just think that for a moment floating might just be so much easier (laughs) but maybe this could be the year where you stop treading water and actually you are empowered by the Holy Spirit by this divine power at work within you you are empowered to start swimming again to start moving again towards his great and precious promises that he has for you maybe you're tired of fighting but this could be the year where you stop operating in your own strengths and you bring what you have and allow him to partner with you to work within you and again it's this paradox we can't leave here and think right I'm gonna do it I'm gonna make it happen it's all on me I've got this like we need to remember that tension we need to remember the few verses verses three and four of that passage everything that he has done for us for this reason we make every effort and it's that paradox that tension and as we add our part to his part as we add our diligence to his promises as we add our surrender to his supernatural spirit I believe and prophesy in Jesus name that we are going to see God do things that we've we've been dreaming of and we'll see God do things that we've been praying for and we'll see God do things that we have been hoping and desiring him to do like in our lives and in this church in Jesus name and um, can we just stand together and um, I'm going to pray <laughs> I'm going to prophesy spoo day over us <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. I'm just going to read. I'm just going to read verse three and four again. This is a reminder of what you have, what He's done. His divine power has given you everything you need for a godly life through your knowledge of Him who has called you by His own glory and goodness. Through these, He has given you His very great and precious promises so that through them you might participate in the divine nature so for this reason God we choose today to add our part God we choose today to give you our effort to give you our diligence God we choose today to step into everything that you have God we don't want to settle we don't want to drift we don't want to just float and allow circumstances to happen but God we want to experience all 
all that you have for us, all that you've done. God, we want to grow in the grace that you've given us. God, we want to grow as a church to be effective and productive in our knowledge of you and your grace. God, I pray that this year we would see you do things that we are not able to do ourselves. God, we pray that we will have stories by the end of this year that are totally miraculous, totally supernatural as we have stepped out, as we have made our effort. God, that you would anoint it, that you would bless it. God, that you would use us to see our friends saved. God, that you would use us to see sicknesses healed in Jesus' name. God, I pray that you would use us to see people set free from addictions and things that are holding them back. God, I pray that as we add our natural to your supernatural, God, that you would do more than we could ask, think, dream, or imagine in the name of Jesus. And if you agree, shouts boo day. Boo day. Amen. Amen. <laughs>